Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Judges 4. Deborah and Barak deliver from Canaanites. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. And the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harasheth Hagoyim. The sons of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 iron chariots, and he oppressed the sons of Israel severely for 20 years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now she sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Behold, the Lord, the God of Israel, has commanded, Go and march to Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men from the sons of Naphtali and from the sons of Zebulun. I will draw out to you Sisera the commander of Jabin's army with his chariots and his many troops to the river Kishon. And I will give him into your hand. Then Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey that you are about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali together to Kadesh, and 10,000 men went up with him. Deborah also went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, from the sons of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zeanananamim, which is near Kadesh. 
Then they told Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. Sisera called together all his chariots, 900 iron chariots, and all the people who were with him from Herosheth Hagoyim to the river Kishon. Deborah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Behold, the Lord has gone out before you. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. The Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword before Barak, and Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harosheth Hagoyim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not even one was left. Now Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my master, turn aside from me. Do not be afraid. And he turned aside to her into the tent, and she covered him with the rug. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a bottle of milk and gave him a drink. Then she covered him. He said to her, Stand in the doorway of the tent, and it shall be if anyone comes and inquires of you and says, Is there anyone here that you shall say no? But Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and seized a hammer in her hand and went secretly to him and drove the peg into his temple, and it went through into the ground. For he was so sound asleep and exhausted, so he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. And he entered with her, and behold, Sisera was lying dead with a tent peg in his temple. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the sons of Israel. The hand of the sons of Israel pressed heavier and heavier upon Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin the king of Canaan. I think there's two wonderful ironies here. One is that Deborah, as judge, uh, we remember that she was called in to be a judge because no man was willing to stand up. So no no man was willing to stand up and be authentic and real as God had called them to be. And since they were basically not taking up the authority and not leading, then God chose Deborah. And there's a few of those situations where you can see it. Uh, that God chooses a woman leader and um, nothing is is wrong with that woman leading but it's the reason why he chose the woman is because as he went to look for a man to do so not one stood up so uh, basically it's almost like a single mother has to step into the role of both mother and father kind of a situation uh, when there's no man who's there um, pulling his weight the weight still needs to be pulled so uh, that's kind of um, a good look at Deborah but whenever you then check out that Deborah flat out said God already said you will have success you will deliver you will completely annihilate the enemy and he said okay and God said take you know these people and these people take the Naphtali and take um, Zebulun take those people and and go and you'll have victory and he said we will but only if you go with me so even there 
He was being passive aggressive. He wouldn't even take the reins. God already said, you're going to have victory. And he still said, but can you come too? Kind of just whining like a little child. And so the response is, yeah, I'll go. But guess what? No longer is it going to be your victory over the leader. You don't get the honor of defeating the leader since you would not take the reins and lead. Just go. So once again, he's now going. They have victory. The, the leader takes off running. Sisera runs and hides. And then it was again. The man would not stand up and lead. He was being passive aggressive. And therefore, a woman stepped in and took care of it. So um, he didn't get the honor of saying that he defeated Sisera by his own hand. He had the shame of saying that he didn't defeat him, but a woman did. So I think that it's important, not that we play the gender role here and worry about who's being called to do, uh, you know, men or women being called to do this or that, but here's an even easier, here's an even easier lesson. If God calls you to do something, do it. Do it. If he says to get some help, get some help. If he says to rise up and go take on an army by yourself, rise up and go take on that army by yourself. But trust, God's the one who's telling you, you shouldn't second guess. You shouldn't start to bring in your own strategies. Yet you should follow the strategy that he gives you. And don't be passive aggressive. Radical obedience is not passive aggressive. Rise up, take the reins, and lead when God calls you to do so. So, Father, thank you for um, this story and showing us how when you show us the way, that is the way, and we should trust you. And we should just allow, as our heart gets set and our desires, we should allow your uh, hand to set our feet so you can guide exactly where we are to go and exactly how we're supposed to get there. And Father, we put all of our trust in you in the fact that you know the way to victory and you've given us the way to victory. So Father, I pray that we can have the courage to be able to radically be obedient to you and not question, not question your tactics, your strategies, your motives, anything, but just to say, if the Lord wills it and if the Lord desires it, then we will do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.